T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back in on Inside the Clubhouse here on 670 The Score. And Bruce, uh, some fun times at SoxFest. Interesting stuff coming out. Tim Anderson this week leading up to it actually saying, uh, if Manny Machado wants my position, it's not going to be easy to move me off of it. Yeah. Tim Anderson feeling proud about the way he's learned to play a very good shortstop. He didn't use him by name. Right. But he, the inference, and, and we have some sound on that, of course, if we want to use it. Uh, the inference was is that he's worked extremely hard to be a good shortstop. We saw a change in the type of shortstop that he played the second half of last year. If, if people were paying attention, they saw a guy that was much better at going to the hole to throw people out, that didn't have to use his extreme athleticism on every play to uh, make the routine play. The routine play had been difficult for Anderson. Balls hit directly at him, flat-footed, uh, not knowing how to get that crow step to uh, to throw the ball to first. He's improved dramatically. So, mm-hmm. uh we, uh, you know, you you expect him to defend the work he's done and the the pride that he has in uh, in feeling that he is a career shortstop player. Tim Anderson uh, talking about where the White Sox are caught my eye as well uh, yesterday, and this is in Lauren Commodore's piece over at the Athletic. Anderson was asked um, about what he would say if he were part of the contingent that was trying to draw a big free agent, if he were one of the guys that had been asked to be part of it. Anderson said this, man, we cool. We got all the swag. We got all the fashion. We got a lot of athletes. We're going to do something dope here in a few years. A lot of talent. Either be a part of it or get ran over. That's Tim Anderson. I I like it. I mean, and and we saw him step up his game as far as uh, being brash last year, uh, challenging players, um, hitting the bases hard, uh, hard slides into bases, Mm -hmm. um, basically asserting himself as a leader on the team. Good for him. And and he's signed with some some security there. Uh, Here's what Anderson had to say about that shortstop role like we were talking about. I see myself as shortstop, and it's going to be tough to kind of move me. Uh, You know, I I, I put in a lot of work to, you know, get to where I'm at today, and, uh, you know, I've just been continuous working. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be easy to move me. (laughs) You know, that's the thing. Whether they, they miss out on Machado or not, you know, this should be a, a very fun year in the rebuild. Right. It's damaged because of Kopech's injury. That sucks because you were looking forward to having the full year of him. But it could time out okay that, that you know, Kopech can reemerge as they've gone through this year and you're not necessarily wasting bullets in that particular arm for this year of, of probable non-contention wow. by the time he comes back. And you can make an argument Spin that it. even if they sign Machado, the team's much better with him at third base where he's a gold glover compared to just average at shortstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he only has average range at shortstop. Anderson, because of his athleticism, is going to outrange him there. Will he be a better shortstop than Machado? Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I can just tell you 
that with Machado at third uh, anchoring that and uh, allowing Anderson to continue on, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world uh, to have him at shortstop still. A, a texter says, here's my reply to Tim Anderson. L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-L. Settle down, Junior. No, man, feel yourself. You got you to go ahead and, and feel it. You need that swag to go through life and, and be effective, especially if you're in that position. And he's, he's learned that by now, that you need that confidence to be good at your job. You know, the first shortstop with 20 homers and tw- 20 stolen bases for the White Sox, if that means anything to you. More importantly, I continue to feel that uh, he can be an offensive force for the White Sox going forward. I mean, he's still evolving as a baseball player mm-hmm. at age 25 or 26 because of the fact that he didn't play a ton of baseball in uh, his youth, you know, during his teenage years. That said, um, he's a pretty dedicated guy. He's been at, uh, stayed in Chicago all year long, making his home here. Mm-hmm. Uh, dedicated uh, five or six days a week to uh, hitting the cages at a uh, guaranteed rate, uh, working with uh, people there. So uh, this is a a guy that wants to be a star player, that wants to be a Chicago White Sox leader. We're hoping to talk to Lucas Giolito in a couple minutes here on 670 The Score. In the meantime, I mentioned this GM earlier, uh, Bruce. Andrew Friedman and the creativity he shows uh, with the Dodgers. Now that they've signed A.J. Pollock, you can look at it and say, all right, they didn't get a lot better because they got rid of Matt Kemp and Yasiel Puig. Um, But... They didn't get worse either, in my opinion. They got A.J. Pollock, and this kid, the prospect Alex Verdugo, now has a clear path for some playing time here in the major leagues. And more importantly, they do what he seems to do every year for a very profitable team. They stay malleable financially, flexible. They stay well under the tax. And, you know, they're, they're out on Harper. They were out on Giancarlo Stanton. They were out on Zach Greinke. They're not looking to tie up 25 to $35 million on one guy. And, and, and I, I appreciate the creativity with which he does that job. I, you know, I, I remember thinking, what is the guy from Tampa going to do with unlimited money? Right. We're seeing some interesting examples with the Reds deal, getting rid of the Puig money and the Kemp money, acquiring the Homer Bailey money. They gained about 7 or $8 million in luxury tax room with that deal. And now they've signed A.J. Pollock, and that's for 12 mil against the cap. So they remain very flexible. I'm impressed with what he does. Well, not only that, but uh, they have a great scouting system. They have an outstanding development system where they're bringing up Rookie of the Year candidates almost on a yearly basis right now. You're right. They're loaded. So uh, you get Seager back after missing most of last year at shortstop. You have Turner firmly entrenched, and and the addition of Pollock, if he can stay healthy, and that's a big if, uh, will give them some more right-handed pop in a very left-handed lineup. And that is uh, essentially what Friedman's all about. So even though he left the small market of Tampa, the mentality of what got them to be good in Tampa hasn't uh, left uh, Friedman and his thought process. That's well said. There was a forced flexibility in Tampa that ended up working to their advantage, and he's trying to keep that. Remember when they signed Hector Oliveira um, for $62 million, including a $28 million bonus, and they got their guy. $28 million bonus. And then they traded him to the Braves like three months later. He never played for the Dodgers. They got Alex Wood in that deal, who was a very, very helpful right. guy. So they throw him 28 mil. And then get rid of Oliveira, who ends up out of baseball. Now Alex Wood was good for them and is a part of this deal to give them the flexibility. It's a, you, know, you can be creative and do interesting things with your money uh, aside from just throwing it all at one big free agent. Also was the innovator uh, 
right away of being able to use this 10-day DL to his advantage as far as using it kind of like uh, rather than, than for injury, more flexibility to move pitchers up, up and back, uh, giving them 10-day breaks, uh, so, so much so that um, – uh, Major League Baseball is now considering going back to 15 days hmm. for the DL and 15 days for options because they feel that uh, the 10-day DL has been manipulated not for injury but for roster flexibility instead. A few more minutes on Inside the Clubhouse with me, Matt Spiegel, and him, Bruce Levine. Uh, we'll uh, hopefully talk to Lucas Giolito, and if not, we'll talk to you at 312-644-6767. That's the phone number. We'll take a break. Yeah, a lot of things can happen. Uh, Sox Fest, you know, you're with your guys for the first time in three months. <laughs> you got a, a nice uh, hotel, lots of fans. Uh-huh couple of uh, cold beverages. You're saying 10 a.m. is kind of an early wake-up call? I'm saying I don't think he had anything to do other than the show until about noon. Understood. It's 670 The Score. We'll be right back. Welcome back in on 670 The Score. He is Bruce Levine. I am Matt Spiegel. It is inside the clubhouse and we are coming to you live from the Score Studios in and, the middle of Sox Fest. And we are uh, efforting to uh, get Lucas Giolito. He's, uh, I think, on the line with Zach Withers right now. We'll have him momentarily. The Sox Fest, uh, lively crowd there yesterday, Matt. Uh, a tremendous amount of uh, energy in, that, in the stands there. Uh, a lot of people uh, very enthusiastic about the White Sox now and in the future. It's um, it's been rough times for a while, and then the decision to rebuild, and now it's a pretty pretty interesting good moment in the White Sox rebuild. As we bring in uh, the starting pitcher of the Chicago White Sox, Lucas Giolito joins us from Sox Fest. Uh, good morning, Lucas. Good morning, guys. What's going on? Morning. Uh, we we figured you might have had a couple of cold beverages last night with the crew and enjoyed the evening. Would that would we be accurate? Um, actually, no, it was, no. Uh, it's been, a, it's been a long couple of days, uh, ended up, end up hanging out. I was hanging out with some of the guys, but, uh, I was just watching TV in a room for a little bit and then I crashed. Nice. Uh, Lucas, uh, the off, <laughs> the off season, uh, what has that been for you? Uh, what are, what's your determination as far as conditioning, both mental and physical, uh, returning to, uh, spring training in 19 days from now? Uh, it's the hardest I've ever worked um, and the smartest I've ever worked. I guess that's the uh, probably the better way to describe it. I'm, I'm working very, very smart. Um, I've added a couple things to the routine, um, working hard. Um, honestly, yeah, just, uh, just getting in the weight room uh, and at the same time training my brain uh, after the fact, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's a huge thing. Something that I'm really, uh, taking, uh, taking more important this year. How, how, how do you do that? And does that come with a um, mental edge coach supplied by the team or somebody that you, uh, you, uh, seek, uh, in the off season yourself? Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's, uh, one thing I'm doing, I'm I'm always looking for I'm always looking for different things I can do to to help out my brain. This off season, I've gone to neurofeedback a little bit, um, so I've been doing some neurofeedback sessions. Uh, it's been very very useful, very helpful. I think it's going to be something that will uh, that will you know help me 
mentally kind of uh, just stay focused and, and stay locked in throughout the course of an entire season. It's interesting. Always looking to improve, and there's a lot available to you these days, right, Lucas? Yeah, there's all sorts of different things you can do. I think honestly, it depends on the guy. Um, some guys like they don't need they don't need anything. They don't need they don't need to do they don't need to worry about psychology. They don't need to worry about um, you know using any sort of tool to help the brain. Uh, other guys, they they might be thinkers. They might think more. They might, uh, you know, have different things that go through their mind when when it comes to their career. So, honestly, there's so many things you can take advantage of. There's different tools, different resources. Uh, so for me, uh, I'm trying to trying to kind of take that next step and and take advantage of, of what's available. Hey, Lucas, I know that some of the numbers were not what you wanted with, uh, I think they the, had the most earned runs, most walks in the league, but 32 starts. What, what was the value you think in being, being able to be healthy, to put up 173 innings, to answer the call all year long and make 32 starts? What do you think you got out of that process? I got a full year of experience. Um, the the just the experience of taking the ball every fifth day uh, in the major leagues, uh, playing against the best talent in the world, and you know being able to go through an entire season and experience the trials and tribulations. Obviously, I did not have a good year. Uh, it's very apparent, but I was able to get that experience, and now I have a, a lot of success but also a lot of failure to learn from. And I can learn great things from both of those. There were periods where you pitched very, very well, though. It's not like that was that kind of start every time. So can, can you build on, on those portions of the year where, where things were going well? Absolutely. Um, I felt like I hit certain grooves, but there, it's like I would hit a good groove. I'd have some good starts, some good quality starts. And then that blow up start would come back, you know, first, first inning, second inning, uh, out of the game, giving up five, six runs, uh, you know, kind of just letting the game get away. And now, uh, you know, just doing the opposite of what my job description is. I'm not keeping my team in the game. I'm out of the game early. It's just, uh, something that's unacceptable. Shouldn't, shouldn't be happening. So it, it was obviously extremely frustrating in the moment when that was happening, but now I can look back on it, realize that there was a pattern. There's, there's certain things happening in those games that I was allowing to happen. And now I can, now I can look back on it, reflect and, and learn from it. So those kinds of things don't happen again. White Sox starter, Lucas Giolito, our guest on inside the clubhouse live from Sox Fest, where Lucas is at right now, Lucas, uh, the conversation around free agency, Manny Machado's attachment to the White Sox, uh, your perception as you're sitting at home in California, also uh, some of the conversation you had with some of your teammates over the last couple of days. How do you how do you perceive it? How do you internalize it? Um, for me, as a starting pitcher, I think it would be I think it would be amazing to have him on the team. Absolutely, uh, be able to be on the mound, look back there, and see Manny Machado playing third base. Uh, playing defense behind me, have a have a bat like that in the lineup. I think it would be great. Um, you know, I I'm not I'm not the GM. I'm I'm not Rick. I don't know the the inner workings. I know there's a lot of stuff on Twitter, but you never know what's what's true and and what's a rumor. Um, for me, I think it would be 
you know, a great addition. The that type of talent doesn't doesn't come around that often. But you know, all, all we can do is is focus on what's going on right now, and and that's the team that's together right here at Soxfest. And uh, hopefully, come spring, uh, you know, he's on the team. But you know, kind of out of out of my power. <laughs> In, in, in these situations, uh, sometimes it's a credibility issue for a city, a franchise, a team like yours, as far as uh, throwing down the gauntlet and saying, hey, we're here, we have the talent, now we need to have serious free agents and uh, serious players in the game wanting to come here. Do you, do you see the, uh, th- that happening? Uh, we, we saw it happen with the Chicago Cubs and eventually them signing John Lester to uh, – to a deal to kind of solidify that, hey, we're here, we're going to pay the money, we're going to get the best players to go along with our young players now. Do you see that uh, evolving for the White Sox at this point? Well, I, all I know is that with the talent that we have on the team currently and the talent that's still kind of looming in the minor leagues, um, I think that we're, we've got pretty much just as much well, – Sorry, it's okay. We've got pretty much just as much talent uh, as any team in the major leagues. It's just a matter of that talent coming together, developing, and being able to put up the actual numbers. You know, I, I kind of talk about myself in, in that sense, where I know I'm extremely talented. I know I have the stuff to be a, a very, very good pitcher in this league, but I haven't shown it yet, and now it's time to show it. Um, so, I think that. If the talent we have now can show can show show the talent on a consistent basis, then we're going to start winning a lot of games. And you know, obviously, you add in a, a really uh, elite type free agent that makes it even better. But I don't I don't think that you know we we can and we can sit and worry and and think that that it's a game breaking decision. What what have you learned about about your stuff, your particular arsenal? Where I remember early on, Lucas, there was a point. I think you were hitting a hundred on the gun, but you've settled in about ninety three, ninety four. Is that fair to say? Um, yeah. And and, and you know, and, and there's a sinker, there's a change, there's a slider, there's a curve. You got a lot of stuff. So so is it about sequence and and location and 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 confusing guys more than perhaps the overpowering that that it was at the beginning of your career? Yeah, I, I'd say I'd say that my career's uh, been interesting. I you kind of hit it spot on. It used to be a lot about stuff. Um, it also depends on the environment too. Um, in the minor leagues, I especially in the low minor leagues, I could get away with throwing a lot of fastballs down the middle. I could get away with throwing, uh, you know, just easy sequences: fastball, fastball, curveball, curveball, fastball, fastball. Um, you know, just kind of doing that over and over again, you know, mixing in the occasional changeup. Um, over time, I've developed more and more pitches, and yeah, the velocity has gone down a bit. Um, I, we'll see. I, 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 there, there's times where I'll show flashes when my body's connected and everything's kind of synced up, and I'll be throwing 97 miles an hour. But that's that's the thing. I got to continue to sync up and, and get the body more connected and, and see if that will come out more often. It'll make pitching a little bit easier. But at the same time, the main focus is always location, always sequencing, keeping guys off balance. That's the name of the game, no matter what kind of stuff you have. So that's always the main focus. 
Lucas, uh, Matt, and I appreciate your time here on Inside the Clubhouse. Look forward to seeing you in 19 days in Glendale, Arizona. It sounds, uh, you know, it's it's warming just to even think about it. If you can imagine <laughs> what we're going through, this must be cultural shock for you at the very least, right? Oh well, I'm I'm just staying inside. I'm I'm trying to avoid going outside at all costs. <laughs> if anything, I'm just running into the Uber. There you go. It's a good plan. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, have a, have a good rest of the uh, Sox Fest, and uh, thanks for the time. Absolutely. Thank you. Guys. All right. Thanks, Lucas Giolito, the White Sox, uh, talking about. You know, interestingly enough, saying, uh, I know I'm an outstanding pitcher. I know I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to be that, but I'm, I haven't proved it. Mm-hmm. it. It's really interesting to me, and I appreciate his openness to talk about the stuff and how he's had to evolve as a pitcher. But imagine still every once in a while hitting 97 and thinking you can just be that dominant guy to sit back and do that. But the truth is you have to think about sequencing and stuff, and it's got to be artful no matter what. Next week, three full hours of baseball talk from uh, 9 until noon. We are going to take a break away now uh, as we are going to join Illinois basketball. Matt, uh, people can contact me or look for me at... On Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine, on our website writing White Sox and Cubs 670thescore.com. This hour is brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. Thank you to Zach Withers for the good hustle and the good work on the other side. Thank you to Lucas Giolito, our guest. Thank you to you, callers and texters to the show. And uh, as Bruce said, well, next week we got three hours. So uh, look for the Cubs to add more pitching. Are the White Sox going to be in on Jack Peterson? All things uh, to look forward to this week as the baseball scene moves towards spring training. Yeah, the stove actually warmed up a little bit for the Cubs. They added a few relievers, so Bruce thinks there'll be some more, and we'll see if there's any movement on the big guys by next week. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, Illinois basketball is next on 670 The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.